Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everybody? And welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys, featuring and former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. I didn't know if this was Jeff Cavanaugh, like Phil Duffy. You got the you got the fresh cut, you know. <laughs> Jesse Holly and I were discussing my new haircut before we went live today, and um, let me tell you what happened, everybody. Here's what happened. First of all, if we're going to pretend I don't look good, that's a lie. I do look good. But I got to the real long, able to kind of tie it up, ponytail situation, and eventually it felt super white trashy. So I cut it a little bit. And once you cut it a little bit, you're in no man's land. So while I was in no man's land, I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And so I went back to my stylist, Mariah, sweet woman. She was like, what's going on? And I was like, doesn't work. Just more. Just take it off. And now I'm generic white guy. That's you, me. Honestly, like I, you, you look like the absolute most generic Caucasian. Yeah. Like not even white. Like you look Caucasian. Thanks, dude. I would rather say Caucasian. Yeah. Thanks. Like seriously, like you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you have like the Adidas, like the the Adidas socks and uh, um. Yeah. Oh, like tennis shoes, shoes, tennis shoes, but like long white socks or yeah. in between white yeah, like socks. You, you, you might, you might put on a pair of jean shorts today. I don't if know. Anybody, if anybody out there has a printer malfunctioning or <laughs> needs help edging the lawn, um, I got you covered. You belong okay? in that. What is that progressive? When they like have to, you have to, have to teach you not to be your parents. Yeah. You yeah. Progressive yeah. Where you're planning, you're planning what time to leave the game as you're walking up. Like, what yes. do you guys think? Mid, late third quarter, kind of beat traffic. Yeah, that's me. Bathrooms are this way. <laughs> but, but to be fair, that has always been me. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's no. Fine. Like, two weeks ago, you had like you had the good look. You had the good like I'm too sexy for my shirt look. Yeah. Then with the ponytail and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because like, if you get the ponytail back and you have a solid beard with a good beard line then that's something that you just really, you know, that's a great combo. Yeah. But thanks. The, Phil, thanks. the Phil Duffy cut with the beard takes you totally to like Kinko's. See, but I think this has more mass appeal. You know, this is more mass appeal. I think you eliminate part of the uh, potential mate. To who? Like right now, like right now, like if you were in the pickup line at school, you'd be the hot dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but if you went, if you went down to Lower Greenville or yeah. to Uptown, yeah. then I'll be like, "Are you looking for your daughter? Is she? Did she sneak out?" Okay, I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, 
the ponytail man appeals to like, there's a niche for that. Like 25% of women might look at that and be like, oh yeah, long haired guy, look at that. But with this one, no, you're being no, safer. You're no, not eliminating no, anyone. No, no, I think your percentage is up. I think your percentage is up way higher ponytail, longer hair look because your ponytail, longer hair look gives you multiple looks. When you go down and the locks are flowing, and then when you go back, you, you, it's, it's kind of like a two for one right there. Your percentage is way up. This look, this look totally eliminates you from the 25 to 32 year old range. I'm not edgy anymore. Not, not that you're looking for that. I'm just saying if you were, you're gonna have to do a lot more talking. Like the, okay. ponytail, the ponytail long locks, you're on second base to start. Damn. This, you're gonna have to take a couple hacks at, the, at it first. You're gonna have to, you have to get in that, bed, you know, tighten up on that grip. You know what I mean? Stand in yeah. there. Well, that's okay. I like to, I like to earn my base hits. You know, okay. I like to. Right. I like to earn. Right. Hey, by the way, yeah, this is a cowboy show. That's yeah. former uh, cowboy wide receiver Jesse Holly. I swear to God, we're about to power rank the NFC East wide receivers. Go ahead and put them in order in the chat if you would like. If you're not watching on video and you're listening later, just trust me. I have a generic white guy haircut. Looks, <laughs> it looks okay. Uh, that's the description. How do you look? Okay. Uh, let me knock out this because Jesse, we have to do this. This is important. Absolutely. Our partners at Bet Online, they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And right Find now, the, right now is a good time to bet. Right now is a good time to bet with all this NBA tracks and stuff like that. Get your bets in. Who's going where? Who's signing where? Get your bets in. We bet online. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way to bet on uh, the fact that Kyrie was like, dare to be different. And the next day, KD was like, please trade me. Uh, <laughs> but you can find all the latest odds, new sports developments, Wimbledon, Major League Baseball, latest fighting news, next season's NFL futures. Get to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. It's bet online where the game starts now this was uh inspired by kyle yeomans from cowboys.com right we'll right? get into that i do want to do a quick thing um for training camp purposes right this is a cowboy show so this if those of you that are out there um and haven't saw that the uh, the training camp um practice list is out i want to just quickly run through it um uh, to give people a kind of a you know schedule for oxnard and so this if you're looking to experience camp understand it's free um, get there early, especially on those Fridays and Saturday practice because it gets packed. And you'll be out there, yes? I'm going to be there, yes. Uh, you're going to give the dates, but the opening date is July 26th. So I'll get there the 26th or 27th, and I believe I will stay 7 to 10 days, and right. I'll go live every night or every day after practice, and it'll be glorious. And it's perfect, right? So you'll get to the 26th. Practice opens up. The first open practice is July 27th. Uh, then on July 3rd, if they have back together Saturday, I will say this from experience as a player and experience as a fan, if you're looking to go to practices, the best practices, in my opinion, in my opinion, are the practices before a break and not after the break. Cause that's when they'll be in pads going hard. Correct. You'll see more live action. Guys will be going hard. Now, when they come back from that break, it takes about a day or so to get back into the swing of things. So if you're looking to go to practice, think about going before the break, not after the break. August 3rd is open practice at 10 a.m. August 6th, 
uh, I'm sorry, I went the other way. July 27th, 8th, 29th, 30th, open practices. Uh, August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. I mean, 5th, 6th, 8th, 9th, and 10th are all open practices. On the 8th, they have Hero Appreciation uh, Day. Most of these practices start at 10 or 11 a.m. Get there early because it will get packed. Um, I know that they changed the seating from what it used to be before in the past. I know that they have some COVID things. So uh, hopefully that it's back to back to normal out there. And uh, go out there, have a good fun, cheer your Cowboys on. They'll have some uh, away games where they'll have live practices that you won't be able to see unless you live in Denver or um, was it, uh, Los Angeles. So I'm thinking about I'm thinking about pushing my luck out there, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go in the stands mm. if I don't have an actual credential, and I'm just gonna hold up my phone and hit go live and see if like Joe Trahan or Scotty Golnick comes up there and is like, hey, you can't live stream the whole practice because I don't know if you can or can't. I'm thinking about doing it. I'm pretty sure after a day or so, you're probably gonna get a call or text or email from Joe Trahan like, hey, Jeff, buddy, love you, looking good, got a nice tan, hope life is treating you well. Please stop live live broadcast practice from the stands because I don't want to have the police escort you out in California. Here's cease and desist, and uh, (laughs) this is going to cost you a lot of money. And trust me, you're not making enough on YouTube to pay what this is going to cost you. So there's that. There. All right. Now we got that out of the way. Now we can go ahead and get into it. Okay, we're going to power rank the NFC East wide receivers. Uh, I believe Jesse told me credit goes to the great Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com for the idea of trying to put these guys in order. And I love it because people do people do love lists. Yes. Love lists. Um, all right, so I'm going to give the name. So people, if you're, if you're following with us at home, you can write down your own list, put them in the chat. Booty Nasty, what's up? I don't have any hate in my voice today. I, I don't know how it might go, Booty Nasty, but it right now I don't have any. Right, he so hadn't hated yet. There hadn't been any hating. Well, unless you count him talking about my haircut, but that wasn't no, hating. That was observation. That That's observation. There we go. All right. So if you're playing with us at home, if you're playing, wait. yeah, that works. Okay. I just want to make sure it didn't come off like. Yeah. Here we go. If you're playing this game with us at home, uh, here are the list of names. And we're going to rank these from one to 10, uh, 10 being the least of the group, one being the very best of the group. Names on this list, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, James Washington, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Sharp, Kadarius Tony. Okay, I have a protest. I'd like to lodge a protest. Okay. I think there's a decent chance that uh, Jalen Tolbert is better than James Washington right this second. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, uh, okay. That so you could, saying if we're, if we're okay, all right. I, I'm just telling you, I think it's possible. Jahan Dotson, Dotson in there, then we should put Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, Tolbert should be in there. Okay, now I believe if I include Jalen Tolbert. In there, is he going to make the top 10? Seven, eight. So it looks like if I add Tolbert, I got 13 names, okay? Correct. So now, I also don't believe in show prep. Like, I have my top five. I know my top five. But 10 to six, like, I got to start doing some eliminations here. And So so, are we going to go least to greatest or greatest to least? Oh, yeah, you build up to the best. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you build to the best. All right, because I don't believe in show prep at all a lot of times, but sometimes I do. So I don't have a list at all. I'm just going to wing this thing. Okay, cool. I'm going 13, James Washington. We only get 10. Oh, okay. James Washington is not going to make it. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For now, well, Quez Watkins is not going to make it. Okay. So that's 13 and 12. For now, Jalen Tolbert is not going to make it. Mm, okay. That's 11. Okay, so now I got 10. No, wait. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, now I got 10. Okay. 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 Now I got 10. Number 10 in the NFC East is between Sterling Shepard, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson. You have to go with number 10 being the least proven of this group, correct? Which is which one? Like Curtis Samuel's been a pipe dream his whole career, and it's never really turned into it. And as like Jahan Dotson's a rookie, so you could put him I'm down saying, there. I'm saying Jahan Dotson has not had one snap on an NFL field. Okay. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Jahan Dotson, number 10. That's right. I just I think Curtis Samuel is like so many dudes in the NFL where I feel like every year people are really excited. And it's like, this will be the year that they get this really cool stuff out of him. And it's, it's never like he's a, kind of a running back that plays receiver, and it's never really been a thing. But okay, Dotson's ten. Oh, you mean like Tony Pollard? Yeah, but at least Tony Pollard ran for damn near a thousand yards last year. Like Samuel's was hurt all last year. His best year ever was eight hundred and fifty receiving yards, but that's at eleven yards a catch. You, as receivers are supposed to get me fifteen a pop. He's just a really weird player. Which that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. All right, we got Jahan Dotson at ten. Jahan Dotson is at number 10. Mm -hmm. I will put Curtis Samuel at number nine. Okay. The hardest one to place is Kadarius Toney because if he were healthy and liked sports and was like at practice and stuff, like he could end up in the top five. I, you know, I'll say this. There are a few players, even in this division, across the league for sure, but even in this division that – you look at and you go, if this dude really gave a – like Kadarius Tony, if he actually gave a damn, a little bit, like a little bit, this dude would be – he would be like Percy Harvin 2.0. Like a little bit. Like if he just cared a little bit. Yeah, he's a freak. He's a freak. Like, he's the dude that, like, you watch some of the things he does and you compare it to other NFL players that you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's quick and can make people miss. And then it's like you show Kadarius Tony, and you're like, okay, I take back what I said about that other guy who I yeah. thought could make people miss. That dude can make people look stupid. Kadarius Tony's super talented. I'm going to put him ahead of Sterling Shepard, so I'm going to actually go Sterling Shepard 8. Okay. Jahan, Jahan Dotson 10, Curtis Samuel 9, Sterling Shepard 8, Kadarius Tony seven, six and five are very debatable. This, I, this, it really hurt this guy going to the team he went to and the year he had before that. I'm actually going to put Kenny Galladay sixth and Michael Gallup ahead of him. Mm. Okay. Yeah, like Galladay's good, but he was good with Stafford, right? Where it was like, yeah, I can put it in the right spot, yeah. contested yeah. catch, just go Nobody get my can. football. Huh? Yeah, I said, yeah, like the quarterback who actually threw him the football. Like that's 
Well, he's like a go get my football guy. So you got to put it in the right spot. But he's not a get, he's they, not a get open guy. They didn't even like really throw it to Kadarius, like to, not Kadarius to, to Kenny Galladay. Well, Daniel of- Jones, Daniel Jones sucks. But still, you started 14 games and had 500 yards. Like I can't put you too high. And I think he only had like one or two touchdowns that like came at the end of the year, if he had any. Uh, he had zero. Yeah, I was like, he didn't even have, okay. His if catch percentage was 48%. Like, Kadarius Tony's was 68. Sterling Shepard's was 68. 48% of the time when you threw it to Galladay, the ball was caught. Like, that, that's atrocious. But that's, that's a bad quarterback with a doesn't-get-open wide receiver. It's a bad, it, like whoever was evaluating talent wasn't evaluating what we have at quarterback and what his skill set is. Yeah. And bringing these two together would it actually make it work. Like that, like that is the, you know, that that's the sad part about why I was so upset that the Giants actually woke up and decided to not um, bring back Dave Gettleman. Cause I was like, his incompetence was our, as far as Cowboys fans, it was, it was our luxury because he looked at a situation and said, hmm. This quarterback and that player, let's just bring them together when the two actually should be so far apart because of what they do. It's not even funny. But yeah, I think know. he just what they did was like the um Kenny Galladay, good receiver. We don't have good receivers. Sign Kenny Galladay. And there's nobody in the room like, hey, he can't get open and our guy can't throw. Um so let's not give this guy a long contract and a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. And was like, nah. And then, of course, somewhere along the line, Joe Judge, who's never ran a team at all, I mean, outside of special teams, and he was like, okay, if you said so. And then Jason Garrett was probably like, well, hey, guys, Lemonade, uh, long talk over Lemonade. Let me yeah. tell you, by the time we were, you know, and and he came. And Galladay hated his guts as well as the office coordinator. But that's Buddhist monk, little Buddhist monk. Um yeah. Joseph Randall didn't know that the ocean was shallow. <laughs> Jason Garrett stories. Okay, in the chat, the chat is not popping right now. So in the chat, top five NFC East wide receivers, get them in. And also mash the like button or else. Top five NFC East wide receivers. At number five, I got Michael Gallup. Okay. Now it's going to be, you know, six weeks into the season. Number five will be Michael Gallup. At number four. Devontae Smith. Okay. In Philly. What did his stats look like? Like, I know he played well. How did he do stat-wise? I don't Devontae. think he had 1,000. Oh, yeah, he had 916, five touchdowns. That's a nice little start to a career with a quarterback that doesn't throw it real real well. You know what I'm saying? Number three, and this is where either I'm a homer or Jesse's a hater. At number three, Terry McLaurin. Oh, my God. Yep. You- Listen, you are not yeah. here today. You are super Homer. And I, I was yeah. waiting for this. I was waiting. Well, Booty Juice, you're getting ready to get what you asked for. You're about to get some hate. But go ahead. Oh, my. Terry McLaurin, number three. Well, I just want to see if the stats can back me up here. I just, want check, I just want to check something real quick. Terry McLaurin in 2021 played all 17, 1,053 yards, five touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb. Played 16 of the 17, 1,102, and six touchdowns. It's more yards, more touchdowns, higher yards per catch. Catch percentage was 65% for CD. It was 59 for McLaurin. I mean, I know McLaurin's been really good for three years, but you can try to make a case he's better than CD Lamb, but the numbers ain't saying it. 
Whoa. Yeah, let's go. Well, we can also say, we can also say that Terry McLaurin also played with Dwayne Haskins, God rest his soul, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Tyler Haneke. Like those were his quarterbacks. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is one had a top 10, 12 quarterback in the National Football League, a $40 million a year, a head and shoulders above. If you combine God rest his soul, Dwayne Haskins, Fitzpatrick and Tyler Haneke together, if you put them together, like if you molded them up together like Play-Doh and you put them together, uh -huh. they better than Dak Prescott. Okay. So he had three probably bottom feeders in the National Football League at quarterback and was this close in statistical numbers from a guy who had a legit number one receiver outside with him. Um, had a better offensive line. Um, at some point in time of the season, it went downhill, had a better running game, and had a better coach, uh, and had a better quarterback. I mean, everything else was better for C.D. Lamb, a better stadium, um, better weather, better uniform colors. Everything was better. Yeah, you're not wrong about that, but CD also has had a better rookie year, a better second year, and now going into his third year, he's about by the end of the year. Look, here's what I'll say. Right now it's debatable. By the end of the year, you will change your mind. So I'm I'm willing to grant that you can make a good case that Terry McLaurin is as good or better than CD if you're doing rankings, but that by the end of this year, it won't be a question. By the, so part of this is prediction. By the end of this year, it will not be a question. CeeDee okay. Lamb will be one of the two best wide receivers in the NFC East. At number two, A.J. Brown. I'm kidding. At number two is okay. CeeDee Lamb. Okay. Okay. At number two, I got CeeDee Lamb. He's got he's to go catch A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, I just, AJ Brown is so freaking – you can't press him. You can't tackle him. A.J. Brown is a freak show, like. If they used him like Debo, I think A.J. Brown would run for like 700 yards. Like, I think you could do that with him. He's just that sort of freight train son of a biscuit. He's a monster. So mine is Gallup 5, Devontae Smith 4, Terry McLaurin 3, C.D. Lamb 2, A.J. Brown 1. Ta-da! All right, and I'll, I'll, breeze, I'll breeze through mine um, just because for time's sake – and I'm going to go. I think we both agree. Um, you get a CD number eight, Gallup 11. No, 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 uh, no, no. James Washington 36. <laughs> um, from this list, I, I, I go, um, I think Jahan Dotson is going to be pretty good. And I'm, I might be a tad bit of a hypocrite because I want to put him on this list in front of people who have actually played in actual football. You mean after you made me put him 10th because he hadn't played? Yeah, I'm going to put him 10th still. But oh, okay. Who, you know, played, but, uh, so I'm going to go Jahan Dotson will be number 10 for me. And then uh, number nine for me is going to be Sterling Shepard. Okay. I, I actually – because, you know, I like Sterling Shepard. Again, the, these – a lot of these players outside of he gets play, he had to play with Daniel Jones and he gets yeah. banged up a lot. But Sterling Shepard's a nice route runner, like he's a good player. Good player. Um, number eight for me is 
Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kenny Galladay. Okay. I'll go eight Kenny Galladay for me. I'll go seven. It's gonna be a run on uh, Giants receivers. Kadarius Tony, and I pray. I do. This is this is really a prayer of mine. And and I got to it with someone the other day because I do. For some reason, I, I have this gut feeling that Brian Dayball, because if we think about, right, like physically, physically, Daniel Jones, to me, has the tools. He's sneaky athletic. Until he falls down, yeah. Right, sneaky. Yeah. Um, He can throw the football. Like, when, I'm, when I say throw the football. He has an I mean, arm. I mean, I mean, if you just lined him up and said, all right, let's make these throws, his biggest – like Daniel Jones' biggest problem, and it's a huge problem. I'm not – you can't overstate this or understate this. The biggest problem with Daniel Jones is decision-making. It's decision-making and ball security. It's like, hey, you got a really strong arm and can throw the football. Just stop throwing to the guys in the other jersey. Like that's, that's, a, that's an issue that he has. And then understanding – Hey, you've been in the pocket for seven seconds. There's a guy on the other on the other side who's gonna. It's come time to let it go. Yeah, it's gonna guys gonna come and knock the ball out your hands. You might want to tuck in and run or throw it out of bounds. Like just throw it out of bounds to someone in the stands. Don't throw it to the other team. If for some reason, because there was a small portion in time when you go back and you look at what Josh Allen was, and I'm not saying he's the athlete that Josh Allen is, but if you remember Josh Allen, when he first came into the league, he couldn't hit the C from the sand. Oh, I mean, he was like a 50% completion guy in college, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. they did something somewhere, they did voodoo, meditation, something where all of a sudden Josh Allen came in and was like, pew, 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 pew. He fixed him, yeah. He, he fixed him. He, he fixed him. And now you talk about he's one of the top five, maybe seven quarterbacks in all of football. Yeah. If Brian Dayball can somehow take that blueprint and translate it even a little bit to Daniel Jones, where he just stops on the turnovers, Kadarius Toney can be one of the scariest players in our division. Because of yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Now part of that has to be Kadarius, because like doing the uh, when I'm doing the draft stuff, like I remember I watched Kadarius Tony's tape, and I'm like first rounder, no doubt, freaking incredible. This dude's amazing. And then you talk to the people who you know know all the coaches and everything, and they're like, yeah, um, he's real talented. And the coaches are like, yeah, he doesn't really listen. He'll show up sometimes. We don't know if he really likes being here. <laughs> like so, part of it is going to be does does Kadarius Tony want to be there and work? But man, the talent's awesome. But and I think also sometimes what that is right, if the environment can kind of help you a little bit. Maybe if they've come in and changed the environment, it's tough working for Jason Garrett. Like it really is. <laughs> it's tough. Like it, it's it's tough. It's like he's not the greatest guy that you want to work for. And then like. I was with Joe Judge a little bit in New England, and that whole thing that Joe Judge tried to come in with is like, we're going to be tough and we're going to be – like, guys look at Joe Judge and be like, Joe, shut the hell up. Like, no We one, were tough yesterday, coach. We're fine. No, no, like, you're not Bill. Stop it. Like, that's what they'll say. Like, you're not Bill. Don't try to come in here with the Bill-isms and all that kind of stuff. You've turned me completely off. So maybe the change of scenery, I don't know, but – Kadarius Tony, if he ever gives a damn, could actually be a really good football player. 
number six to me is you haven't done Curtis Samuel yet, I don't think. Nope. Um so number six to me, I have Michael Gallup. Oh, there's the Hayden. Michael Gallup is number six to me. I just want to check something out real quick. You're ta- now, of course, you're talking about Michael Gallup, who has an 1,100-yard season under his belt, and you haven't named uh, Curtis Samuel yet, who one time had 850 yards. Okay, I got you. All right. Yeah. Colonel Samuel might not make my list. Oh, crap. Well, you're running out of names. Who the hell is going to be the top five? So my top five now, I have uh, number five. Hold on, one, two. You put Gallup at six. You're down to four names. So let's swap that. Let's go. Let's go. Curtis Samuel six. Okay. Michael Gallup five. There we go. Okay. Michael Gallup five. Devontae Smith number four. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. number three. Mm-hmm. C.D. has a lot to prove this year. This He's is going this to. Is, this is the year for CD Lamb. Like CD Lamb, this is the year the 88s have to stand up. This Hold on, I, wanna, I just want to look something up just for fun because I like anything that agrees with me. If it doesn't agree with me, then I would tell you that Pro Football Focus grades are stupid. Uh, yeah, they have AJ Brown as the fifth best receiver, CD eight, and McLaurin eighteen. So you know, I think Pro Football Focus does a great job of grading <laughs> wide receivers. <laughs> And and who knows, right? Uh, um, uh, I was about to say Carson Wentz, but not Carson. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Who knows? I, I've given up. I was the guy who was like, oh, yeah, he's going to go to, to the Colts, and Frank Wright's going to fix him. He's going to – but I will say Carson Wentz is better than Tyler Haneke. Yes? Yes. Like, Wentz is really weird. Like, Wentz is very Jimmy Garoppolo-ish to me, where it's like if you look at a season and you're like, well, look at those stats. That's a good quarterback. And you're like, right, but if you look at the context of it, if they went into a game and they said, Carson, it's on you, they got their asses kicked. Yeah, like, the Carson is there to everything's going well. We're running it really well. I ran play action. My slant is butt naked. Yay! When he has to carry it or make tough decisions, he's going to fart on himself. We saw that last year when they had to win to get in. And they were like, hey, we just they lost to Jacksonville. To, right. they were going, all right. they had to do is beat Jacksonville to go to the playoffs. <laughs> I think Rob Rivera is saying, hey, hopefully our defense will going to be really good. We're going to play solid defense. We're actually going to have and give the ball to our running backs and run the ball. And then Scary Terry will find you in situational football and get you the ball. Uh, I think Indy's going to be good. I think Matt Ryan's still got something. I think Indy's going to be good. Number two for me is, of course, um, Scary Terry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Terry McLaurin. I don't. I, I just. There's something to be said about when a guy, even in your division, when he gets paid, everyone was like, "Yeah, okay, okay, Terry." Like, yeah, like obviously you. you pay that guy. Yeah, of course. Kudos to you. And then there's there's AJ Brown. He uh, he is a beast. He is absolutely a monster. Super strong. The only the only issue now the the thing about AJ Brown is he'll have to he's gonna have to he'll have some weapons around him he'll have he'll have Devonte uh, no, just get, be ready to catch some screens because Jalen Hurts ain't the best thrower and that's the thing I, I I've never I've never 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 been a believer of of, of Jalen Hurts 
So that may bring him out after this year. CD may rise to the top. He has the best quarterback in the division. So, so, so at the end of this thing, he may be number one. But for me right now, he is number three. So three CD, two Terry, one AJ Brown. That's how I rank the receivers in the NFC East. Now I do have, I like the idea that uh, Booty Nasty on Twitch said, y'all need to do this with the uh, defensive line. I do like the idea of as we are, counting down to camp and killing time, just picking different position groups each week and uh, doing this. So I'm down for that. We can do that. We'll figure out which positions are the sexiest. Do quarterback. Cowboys. Hurts. Wentz. Daniel Jones. I guess Carson Wentz is the second best quarterback in the division. Maybe. Yeah. And then Hurts. And then Daniel Jones. Is Daniel Jones. Am I tripping? Is Daniel Jones that bad? Let me see what the numbers say, but – I Daniel Jones is terrible. Uh, let me see here. Let me take a peek here. Daniel Jones. Oh my God. This is an NFL quarterback that started 11 games last year when he wasn't hurt. How many touchdowns did he throw? 17. He threw 10. Ooh. He does not throw a touchdown each game. He threw yeah, seven picks in 11 games. If you can't throw set, if you can't throw a touchdown per game in this <laughs> league, in this in this butt naked wide open league, then <laughs> I might need to back off of my Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's your guy. Your guy. Daniel Jones is super good. That's what Jesse said earlier. He said he's super good. Never said that. One I've of never, the best. I've never said that a day in my life. And I hope that you don't edit that out and be like, yeah, Jesse said he's super good. I just sit here like this. Yeah, believe people. If you guys could find a way to superimpose that and send it out as a short on socials, like no. Jesse Holly being like, and I got to tell you, that Daniel Jones now, whew, he's good. Even, he's even good. for that school in Durham, I, I, and I still give him credit. Yeah, that's weird. This Super. show has been brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, presented by our friends at Bet Online. Jesse, do you have anything to say to the people? Um, oh, shout out to my you see my shirt. Shout out to my to my homegirl L Boogie. My shirt says, just uh remember you can do all things through Christ except try me. So <laughs> you can do all things <laughs> through Christ, uh, except try me at any point in time uh, of your life. So yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Remember? Yes, sir. Thank you. Sorry. You have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. We love you. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.